And all these folks from Arkansas, I want to thank them for that fine governor they have. I heard just shortly that today she announced that the Chinese will own no ground in Arkansas. She's making an executive order or something to that effect. That needs to be nationwide, in my opinion. But uh, they have been buying up property, and I don't see how they can get away with that. Uh, right. All right. Revelation chapter 12. We've got an exciting chapter, and uh, we've crossed the midway point, and so we're now on the downhill side of the book. Now, we want to pick up in the last verse of chapter 11. If you remember, I said chapter, or verse 19 of chapter 11 really fits with chapter 12. So let's read it. And the temple of God was open in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake and great hell. If you remember last week, we closed with the chapter 11, which talks about the, the seventh trumpet. That ends at the trumpet judgments after the conclusion of the parentheses that we're looking at now. Uh, we'll be looking at the final judgments, which of course are the vile judgments. But here uh, in chapter 12, we begin uh, a list of important characters or actors that you should keep in mind. There are seven in all. First of all, there's the woman, which is representing Israel, <clears throat> the dragon representing Satan, the man-child referring to Christ, Michael who is representing the angels, the good angels, the beast, uh, no, yeah, Israel, next, Israel, number five is Israel, which is the remnant of the seed of the woman, and then uh, the sixth and seventh are the beast, the beast of the sea and the beast of the earth. This is in chapter 13. This parenthesis started several chapters ago, if you remember, but it and <clears throat> had a stop last week in uh, the last part as it talked about the seven trumpets. But now we're going to continue a parenthesis section which will take us up through uh, chapter 14. But now let's look at this beginning these uh, different characters. First the woman. And that is in verses 1 and 2. So follow as I read. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with, a, with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of seven, or excuse me, twelve stars. And she was uh, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. This is important. In fact, the key to the understanding of this section is to identify properly this woman. And this woman, of course, is representing Israel. 
The Catholic Church, many Protestant churches teach that this was Mary. It's not Mary, has nothing to do with the church. The church is already in heaven during this period of time. They're raptured back in chapter 4. We don't hear anything about them until you get to chapter 19 when they come back as the bride of Christ. But now, uh, this woman is uh, a very important person to note. It says here something about a notice that it's in heaven. We, the trumpets were on earth. We saw in the last uh, verse, chapter 19, about the temple of God, which is open in heaven. This is now a heavenly scene, but it talks about uh, earthly, earthly things. And this, uh, when it talks about this great wonder, uh, the word wonder is really, uh, in the Greek, it, it means uh, a sign or a symbol. Uh, these are literal things that are being talked about. It's not like, I wonder this, I wonder that. No, that's not the way the word wonder is used. Uh, it, it might get you uh, confused if you think otherwise. And the, um, Satan, you know, has always hated the Jews. Uh, we see that today. I mean, uh, in the events going on in the world today, uh, there's Arabs over there trying to annihilate Israel. Uh, Hitler uh, tried to annihilate Hitler, uh, the Jews. And uh, they're not going to be able to do it. Uh, they can't do it. But they're not going to stop trying. Now, what's amazing if you don't think the Jews are hated in this world, you look at your news and see what's happening in this country where we lived here. Uh, that lie that came out about the Baptist Hospital in, in Palestine being uh, bombed, they, the, the uh, terrorists there said right away, oh, it was Israel, Israel. They're bombing all these buildings, and they said Israel did it. Well, they didn't do it, and it's been proven. Uh, for those who want proof, it's been proven. Some people you wouldn't convince no matter what you did, and uh, they're going to lie about it, and that's the news media and people like that. They're still propagating the lie that, that Israel bombed that hospital. Uh, it was known to be one of the missiles misfiring that the uh, terrorists sent off, set off towards Israel, but God had his hand in it and just turned it around on them. But it's a shame that hundreds of people, when they say 500 first, now it's hundreds. Uh, since it wasn't Israel, it's was probably 50 or 60 people. I don't know. Uh, they, they change that news, it seems like, uh, on the minute. Um, but here uh, we see uh, the woman. Now, women are oftentimes in Scripture... Uh, representative of groups. For, we know that the uh, the women representing Israel here is this wonder. But Jezebel, you remember back uh, when we were in chapter 2, Jezebel uh, represented the false religion as a system. And uh, so women are sometimes used as representative. Uh, and also in uh, uh, Revelation uh, chapter 17, we'll see that the apostate church, the future false church, is going to be represented as a woman uh, there. 
uh, the, of course, the bride of Christ. That's a woman. That represents uh, the, uh, the church, and that's uh, at, in Revelation chapter 19. Now, in the Old Testament, Israel frequently was uh, uh, represented as the wife of Jehovah. Uh, not a very good wife. In fact, the book of Hosea, if you study that minor prophet, you'd see that uh, she was a terrible wife. But she's pictured in the Old Testament as the, the, as the wife of Jehovah. Now, Israel is seen, uh, or, or this woman is travailing in pain. She's about to deliver uh, her child. Uh, that statement there has, has more to do with the, the fact that uh, it's the uh, nation of Israel and the trials and testings they went through up to the time of the birth of Christ and not exactly speaking of the birth of Christ there, though uh, it is a connection there. Now let's look at the next wonder in verses 3 and 4. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads, and his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Uh, I just had another thought about that woman before I go on. I mentioned to our Sunday school teacher, he brought it up, and I said I'd probably mention something about it. Uh, that woman, if it's a key, you've got to just fix it in your mind. She's representing Israel. But now there are false teachers, like the Catholic Church teaches that it was Mary. Uh, the, the, uh, one of the cults, uh, and they have all kinds of crazy teachings, but there was a, a cultist, a woman who led a cult, uh, which is still in existence today, though not near as popular as it was, called the Christian Science Movement. Uh, don't ever get mixed up with that thing. That was started by a woman called Mary Baker Patterson Eddy. Now, the reason she had so many names, she had five husbands. I mean, this woman couldn't hold on to her husband. But she said she was this woman. And uh, there's all kinds of weird teachings. But the Bible here is representing Israel with this woman. And again, the, the dragon, that is Satan. We're going to see in verse 9 that in exact... Uh, uh, description given there. But it, it says here that his tail uh, uh, drew a third part of the stars. That's, that's referring back to Isaiah 14 and the fall of Satan in the original fall. When he fell from heaven, he was a, uh, a, an, a very high-ranking angel, uh, but lost his place when he had the five wheels, you know, he was going to be like God. He was going to sit on his throne. He's going to do this. Five wheels are spelled out there uh, that he, he wasn't satisfied the way God made him. He wanted to be like God. Well, you can't be like God. And he was cast out of heaven. And when he was, he took with him a third part of the angels uh, the, what were created. All angels were created good. 
but a third of them followed Satan, and now we call those demons. Uh, they are Satan's angels, and we'll read about them uh, a little bit later in this chapter as well. Uh, but you should note that. Now, the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. You remember the birth of Christ, how did Herod try to uh, eliminate him? When the wise men came, the uh, wise men met with Herod and said, well, where's the, the, the baby king? That was, we saw his star in the sky. And it startled him. He didn't want anybody trying to take his throne. And so he told the wise men, he said, I don't know just where now. They say he's supposed to be born in Bethlehem, his wise men told him. And so uh, he said, you go and you find him and you bring him here so we can give him honor. Well, uh, of course, they went. As you know the story, God gave him a message uh, to not go back to Herod because his intentions were rotten. And so they went another way back. When they didn't show up, he waited a while and they didn't show up. Uh, he wanted to eliminate the possibility of his uh, king being born in his area and taking his, his position. And so he uh, ordered all the children, the male boys, two years and under. That tells you it was a little while before they didn't come back. And he didn't want to, he wanted to make sure he made the envelope big enough that would catch him. Well, they didn't because Christ, meanwhile, had them take Jesus down into Egypt, and you know the story. But that's what this is in relation to. He, he was hoped to kill the child at its very beginning. He wanted to prevent it from ever being born. And you want to know why the devil hates the Jew is because they are the key to God's program. And his program is, has the Jewish people in a very center position. And, and he hates the fact uh, that they were used for that, and, and he just uh, couldn't take it. So now we move on to the third uh, character. The first was the woman, the second was Satan, the third is the man-child, verse 5 and 6. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where, the, where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there uh, a thousand two hundred and three, three score days. Notice here, we have this uh, man-child being born. And uh, notice his, his job description. He was to rule the nations with the rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God in his throne. That's the whole panorama of the life of Christ. He was born, he was caught up into heaven in Acts chapter 1, the final ascension of Christ, and he's on his throne today at the right hand of God. And so that no, no one could seriously doubt that the identification of this man-child is Christ. That's who is speaking of here. And it says here, and the woman fled into the wilderness where 
her, or she hath a place. Uh, she hath a place. God has a place for her. God has a place for us. God, God, we're in God's plan, and, and God's plan here, he prepared a place. Now, this is speaking about the tribulation time. This is speaking about when Satan persecutes the woman, uh, Israel, and uh, God protects her by providing an escape for her, and we'll see that more in detail later. But the thing here is where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her uh, a thousand two hundred and three score days. That's the three and a half years uh, part of the tribulation. We believe as we'll read this description of this time uh, that this is the last half of the tribulation. Uh, you know, if we're careful as we read these scriptures, we can tell about little things, whether it's the first half or the middle of the tribulation or the second half. And uh, we know, for, for uh, in fact, we'll see here in a minute that it that pinpoints the very middle of the tribulation. But this uh, chastisement of Israel is mainly in this second half. And this three and a half years mentioned here in the matter of days, uh, this is the second half. The tribulation is seven years divided into half. The first half is characterized by a false peace. The second half is called Jacob's trouble. Never a time on this earth like that time's going to be as far as torment and suffering. Now let's move on to uh, number uh, verse seven. And there was a uh, there was war in heaven. That's strange, isn't it? I mean, we hear wars and rumors of war here. We don't think about war in heaven, but it tells us here there was a, there's a war in heaven. This has not been fought yet. This war is going to be fought, but it's not has not been yet fought, uh, fought, and I'll show you why. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels, that would be the good angels, fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels, and prevailed not. Now, that's not a big surprise to me. Uh, first of all, Michael's a good angel. Second of all, he's got them outnumbered two to one. <laughs> uh, Satan took a third of the angels. Two-thirds remained faithful. Those are under Michael's command. And so, He's got him outnumbered two to one right off the bat, uh, at the beginning. And he fought and they prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan. That's why I was saying that dragon was the devil, Satan, uh, which conceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now that happens at the very middle of the tribulation. Up till that time, it's like today, he had access to heaven. He today is the accuser of the brethren. But thank God it tells us in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1 that we have an advocate, the Lord Jesus Christ 
He's, he's our representative attorney. Now, you may not think much about attorneys in this world, but that's going to be a good attorney. He's representing us. Satan is our prosecutor, our persecutor, uh, and, and the, the liar, uh, Satan, who is the deceiver, the one who fools and by trickery does what he does. Uh, Satan, the slanderer, the, the one who lies and is the father of it, the Bible tells us, um, he's going to be accusing us. And he does today. But praise God, there's coming a day when he's going to be thrown out of heaven. Amen. Now, don't think for a minute that he's restricted right here to earth because he'll, he still has dominion over the air. He's the prince and power of the air. He's that until the end of his reign at the end of the tribulation. But he'll have power in the first and second heaven, but he's no longer having access to the boat of God. It says, you know, that uh, about the heavens, uh, that the, the one heaven you can see with your eyes, the uh, second heaven you can see by night, the starry constellations, but the third heaven you can only see by faith. Uh, if you don't have faith in God, you may not have any idea of about a third heaven or anything about it, but believe me. And you know that trouble over there that we face today, the problem with that big problem and all the problems in the world is that people just do not know this blessed book. If you know this Bible, you know a lot more than those people do. They, they talk about the, the climate uh, danger, burning up and all that, as if man could destroy this world. Man can't destroy this world. This world will be burned up one day, but let me guarantee you something, and I'll put every dime I have in this world. I would even bet my wife on it. And that is this, you've got a, a guarantee written from God of 1,007 more years before it's burned up. So I wouldn't worry about it. It's not going to happen in your lifetime nor in mine. And uh, those people with that uh, climate uh, nonsense and, and just a way of ripping people off, getting their money, and, and uh, leading them down a wrong trail. And if they just knew their Bible, they wouldn't believe that nonsense because we know that God's going to destroy this world. He destroyed it once with water, promised he'd never do that again, gave us a rainbow to, to, a, to a, 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 a sign of that promise. But he does tell us in Peter that he's going to burn this world up one day and we read about that in the book of Revelation when we get back to the new heaven and the new earth but right now we're just in this world and right now at this point in history we're in heaven with the Lord we don't have to worry about these things on earth you say well why would we want to study these terrible things then well we have loved ones we have people that if the Lord should come back today, we would go, but they wouldn't. 
And the Bible tells us in Thessalonians that if they've had an opportunity to be saved today and have rejected Christ, they're eternally doomed. They have no salvation. Many will be saved during the tribulation, but none of those who have denied Christ in this dispensation. And so that's why you need to know about these. You need to know because it'll convict you and, 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 and burden your heart for your loved ones that they not go to this terrible place. And uh, what, a, what a terrible uh, time this is and these tribulations. We've already looked at the seal judgments and the trumpet judgments, and the worst is yet to come. That is the woe judgments. When we get chapter 16, uh, we'll begin with an introduction and then study more about them as we go on in the next chapter. But here is this uh, war in heaven and what a terrible war is going to be in that great red dragon that is cast out uh, to the earth and his angels are cast out with him. But now let's look in verse number 10. And, and uh, we see another passage here in 10 verses, verse 10 through 13. Listen to it. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of our Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which, is, which accused them before God, or before our God, day and night. <clears throat> And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto, their, uh, unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the, and the, uh, the sea, and, yes, and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. What I'm saying, you know, it's great to be saved. You're in heaven. He, he mentioned that here. Blessed are those in heaven. But there's some on earth. And the tribulation is concerning the people on earth. The tribulation is a time when God works in a very special way to turn his nation, Israel, back to him. They've had a stiff neck all this time. You see Israel today, and uh, you see all that they're going through, and you'll say, those are God's people. Well, they could be, but most of them are not. Most of the Jews over there, are, some of them are atheistic. Uh, very few of them believe in God. Even the Orthodox Jew does not believe the Bible as we believe it. They don't believe the Messiah. <clears throat> and uh, so that's who he's, he's trying to work with. The 144,000 that we've read about back in chapter number 7, the witnesses, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel who've gone throughout all the world, the two witnesses that we just studied a few weeks ago in the city of Jerusalem, them witnessing, that, that happens, the, two, the 144,000 witnessed throughout the tribulation, the 
the two witnesses, I tell you, only witnessed in the first half. The second half, the temple was desecrated. Uh, he sets himself up as the Antichrist, as we'll see, uh, to be worshipped in that time. But in that time, we have uh, the, the people of Israel God is working with. And we know from the 144,000's ministry that there's going to be a, a multitude of people. It says in chapter 7, uh, a number from every nation and every tongue, more than you could number. A great revival during this tribulation time. Most of them, the sad thing is, listen, most of them, when it says here, you better rejoice for he's coming down and having great wrath because he knoweth that his time is short. He's going to concentrate on these people. The persecution of those who are, are, are Christians or become Christians during this time, two-thirds of them, Zechariah tells us, two-thirds of them are going to die a martyr's death. Not all of them are going to die. How do we know that? Well, Matthew 25, you have the the, uh, uh, the second chapter, 24 and 25, Sermon on the Mount, we have, uh, or rather the, um, not Sermon on the Mount, the Discourse, 24 and 25. And 25, we have the accounting of the uh, judgment of the nations. And the judgment of the nations there are the judgment of the people who are alive at the end of the tribulation, both lost and saved. The, the lost are the goats, the saved are the sheep. The goats are sentenced at that time and they're, they're cast into hell, but the, the righteous go into the millennial reign of Christ. Now remember, following this time is a thousand year reign with Christ. Now this thousand year reign with Christ begins with a number of people in natural bodies. They're not glorified bodies. They're natural bodies. They've never suffered death. They're all saved going into that time. But they have children. And salvation has never been by proxy. In other words, a person's never been saved by their parents. Salvation is a personal thing. And those kids that being saved during that tribulation, you say, well, how, or millennial, how, how many would that be? Well, you just figure it. You're going to have a thousand years. Satan's going to be bound. The world's going to be ruled by Christ. Righteousness will reign. I mean, judgment will be on the spot. There won't be anybody paying off the judge in the back room and all that stuff like today. This is going to be a wonderful place, but it's still going to be inhabited by people with natural bodies, and those natural bodies are needing to be saved. It, they're not born children of God. They have to be born again to become a children of God, a child of God. And so at the end, that's why at the end of the tribulation, for a very short time, Satan is loosed, and during that short period of time, he has no difficulty getting a great number to follow him in a final rebellion against God. 
That's hard to believe sometimes. But it's true, it's Bible. That's the end of his rebellion. But now, think about those things. Those things would puzzle your mind if you didn't know that God was in control. God has a reason. Do you know that will be the seventh dispensation? The last one is the millennial reign of Christ. God has worked with man every way possible. He placed him in the garden. Two individuals that knew no sin. And what they do, they failed. And you go down to the dispensations, one through six, and every one of them ends in failure. And you'll say, well, the devil made me do it. The, the devil's the reason. This world, <clears throat> this pressures of this world is what made me sin. That won't be your excuse then. Or not you, but those who lived during that time <clears throat> and who followed Satan in rebellion. It won't be their excuse because the Satan will have been locked up. The world would have been reigned by Christ and righteousness will reign during that time. And in the, in the peer pressure in the millennial will be to do good. Now it's to do evil. But then it will be to do good. So it is not the world. It's not the devil. The only thing left is the flesh. And it's the natural man. And no matter how God works with man, man is a loser when it comes up on his part. That shows you without a doubt that our only hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ and accepting him as our Lord and Savior. Let's move on. In verse 13 it says, And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. That's why he hates the Jews. They brought forth that man-child. They were used in God's plan for the ages. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place. There it is again, her place. God has a place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out his mouth water as a flood after the woman, and he brought cause or that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth uh, helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swaddled up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Now let's look at this a little bit and, and comment a few things on this. The dragon, the devil, knew that he only had a short time. Three and a half years to be exact. He knew he only had a short time. He had been cast out of heaven. He had gone to heaven since his creation, but he can't go there anymore. As the accuser of the brethren, he can't go there. And he's very, just ravaging in, in his anger toward to Israel, the Jew, and he's, he's out to destroy every one of them. And if the time had been shortened, Christ said he would have 
He would have killed them all, but he couldn't. God's hand is on them. The woman was given two wings of a great eagle. Now that's not literal wings on people that they flew, uh, but it's talking about the strength of the eagle and how God used the bird to deliver his people, like he used the birds to feed Elijah uh, at the brook. You remember in the Old Testament, uh, God has ways of doing miraculous things beyond man's ability. And, and he takes her, her into the wilderness and to her place. Uh, this wilderness, you know, it, back in uh, the, the Bible, you read about uh, an area that the Antichrist uh, does not bother. In Daniel, you read it. Uh, how did it, uh, let's see, it's um, uh, down in that southern corner on the east side. There's uh, Eden, Ammon, and uh, Moab. Uh, those places were never bothered. It could be that it's in that area. I don't know. You can't be dogmatic about some of these things. But God will provide for her there. That is Israel. Just like he provided for Israel in the wilderness and fed them with the manna, kept clothes. You never think about that, but think about for 40 years having your clothes and your shoes never to wear out. I mean, and the little kids that feet grew, the shoe must have grown right with them. That's amazing, isn't it? But God takes care of his children in such a way. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't know just how it's going to be, but we know from past history God takes care of his people. He, he knew it had been impossible for Moses to, to know just how God was going to work the miracle of getting them out of the hand of, of Pharaoh. But uh, as they left, you remember, they got down to the Red Sea and, and in human eyes, they were trapped. They were not a war-type people. There's a couple million of them or more. Here they are in their backs are against the sea and coming on as Pharaoh and his well-trained army and chariots of war. But God just simply opened up the sea. Israel walked across on dry land. And then when the, uh, uh, the Egyptians followed and they got into the middle, God let the waves come close. And some of these modernists said, oh, that, was the, that wasn't the Red Sea, that was the Reed Sea. And it was really just a swampy area. Enough swamp to drown the whole army. I mean, <laughs> people's minds are just not right when they start arguing with God in his word. It's just not right. Just give it up, you know. Uh, just get into the Bible. And, and it'll take a lot of these silly fears out of your, out of your head. Uh, and so the serpent cast out this mouth of water uh, as a flood. <clears throat> Many believe that is perhaps a, a great military, uh, like Pharaoh's army was chasing Israel in that day. He sent a great army and God just opened the earth like he did with Korah's rebellion and took them right down. We don't know just how to be. But we know this, they're going to be delivered by God. 
they're going to be contained by God and taken care of. For three and a half years, there's going to be a shelter there for these people who get escape his, his, his judgments to get away. That's not their... Earlier it talked about salvation is finished. That was talking about God's whole plan of salvation and, and what he has in store. Now, it closes with verse 17, And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which kept the commandments of God and had the testimony of Jesus Christ. You can mark it down, whether it's this time in the tribulation, or it's before, or it's our, our present day today. If you stand for God, this world is going to be after you. You, you identify with God, you can mark it down, the devil is your enemy. And he's seeking about whom he may devour. He's like a lion. He just preys on people. People today that um, uh, try to uh, protect and, you know, have this account, this savings and this retirement program and all that. Let me tell you something. That's good. You, it's good to be a good steward. It's good to be a wise provider. I'm not against any of that. In fact, that's proper and good. But some people are not able to do that. Some people don't have, they just live by faith, by hand to mouth. You know, they used to talk about poor people whenever I was a boy, they'd say they were down and outers. They were down at the hill and out at the bridges. <laughs> I mean, you wore your shoes to where the hills were flat, wore down, and your bridges had holes in them. And, uh, but, you know, God takes care. God takes care of his children. Some of the happiest people I've known in this world have been people who don't have a lot. I've been fortunate, and I've known many uh, in the past who've had money as, uh, in retirement and security and all that. But you know what? A lot of them that I know, they don't have the peace of that poor old guy that's living out there from hand to mouth. Doesn't have a thing. But he has the Lord. And his trust is in the Lord. These, these folks in this time are going to live through the worst time this world has ever seen. And yet I believe there's going to be a smile on their face. And it says that they, they lived by the word of God and their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they didn't fear death. They lived for Christ and him alone. The uh, 12th chapter is a great chapter. If you, if you read it, just make sure you understand these characters. When we get into chapter 13, we're going to be introduced to the beast of the sea. That's the Antichrist. And then the beast of the earth. That's the false prophet. And uh, these are two characters that you will want to know something about. And, and you can see uh, these things working. We don't live in that time, but you can see things set up. 
I, I get concerned, particularly in this, uh, these recent months, uh, and, and seeing how Bible prophecy works in the foretelling of the end times, and, and seeing how things are happening today that I never thought two months ago. I've been teaching this uh, subject for 50 years. I've, I've taught, I've changed a few things here and there, but basically it's the same, same. You know why? It's the same verses that King James. This thing's been out since 1611. I'm old, but I'm not that old. And, and this thing hasn't changed, and very little of teachings, if they're right, won't change. But I see, you know, it says that we don't know the time but we should know the season. We should know the season. The Bible has nothing to say about the United States in prophecy. That used to bother me. Here we're the most powerful country in the world, and today many say we still are. But we can say, if we're honest, we can see that they may not be very much longer. We can see our country falling so fast in recent months that, uh, that it's not surprising how that the Lord could come back very soon. And uh, all these things are going to start happening. Chapter 13, our next chapter is a great chapter of study. You'll not want to miss it. You ought to read ahead and read those uh, two characters. Uh, the first one, the beast from the sea, again, is verses 1 through 10. And then verses 11 through 18, you have the beast of the earth, the false prophet, the false church. We studied about the seven churches, and the last one was the church of Laodicea. The characteristic of that church is like reading today's newspaper. You see the the, the worldliness that's in most churches today. Very few churches today have a Wednesday night service such as this. And even fewer study the Bible that have a, a Bible a Sunday school hour, a Bible student hour, a, a Bible study at 10 uh, for all ages not just for little kids. A lot of people in more sophisticated churches, as they say, oh, that, that Bible school, that Bible Sunday school, that's for kids. I'm not in school anymore. I've graduated. No, you haven't graduated. I've been saved over 70 years, and let me tell you something. There's still a lot in this old book I haven't learned. One of my college professors, Dr. Noel Smith, a great man of God who's with the Lord today. He used to tell us oftentimes there's a lot of gold in this old book that's not been dug yet. A lot of, he, he had, he's a man wise. He, he had a, a preacher come to him from Kansas City. We were in the college in Springfield, Missouri. And the preacher comes to him from Kansas City said, uh, uh, Dr. Smith, I'd like to have a meeting with you. He said, okay. So he set up a time and he met him in the office. He said, now, young man, what can I do for you? And so the, the man was about 50. 
course, Dr. Smith was like I am. He was over the hills. And, and he said, what can I do for you? He said, well, I've got a problem. He said, well, what is it? He says, as you know, I pastor in Kansas City. <laughs> 